and welcome to the way too early 2020 mock draft. It's just one round. No trades. Let's get into it. Number one, the Bengals' first overall pick, Tua Tungavailoa. 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 Jesus Christ. Quarterback from Alabama. (laughs) Best quarterback in a loaded quarterback draft will definitely be able to take advantage of a loaded offense. Plug and play starter as long as their line is healthy. If line is healthy. If line is healthy. (laughs) Whoops. Number two, Redskins. Defensive end, Chase Chase Young, OSU. But I didn't do trades, but this is probably a trade. Redskins can use some other things here, but we'll probably take best player available in the draft. That would be too tempting to pass up. Dolphins at number three. Quarterback Joe Burrow, LSU. Biggest riser as a quarterback in this year. Catching a lot of attention. Number number four. Jets. Jeff Okuda. Okuda. You're close. Cornerback OSU. Jets continue on their decade-long rebuild. Building up defensive a defense is their main priority. Number five, Falcons. Derek Brown, defensive lineman, Auburn. Falcons always play safe in the draft, taking a big 4-3 tackler in a division loaded with dangerous running backs and quarterbacks. Giants. A.J. Epenesa, edge from the Iowa. From the Iowa. From the Iowa. <laughs> He has great power and sets a great edge, will provide a decent power rush in a line that needs it. Browns, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle from Georgia, protecting their former number one overall pick and helping Chubb is their number one priority. Taking the best O-lineman in this draft is a no-brainer. Buccaneers, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson. He's an athletic kid that has transitioned from safety to nickel linebacker, provides him with a versatile playmaker on defense. Broncos, Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, the Iowa. <laughs> Great leader on the field and in the locker room. Think of a less talented Nelson at offensive tackle. Raiders, via Bears. Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. Replacing an Alabama wide receiver with an Alabama wide receiver. Best route runner in the draft. Cardinals, Tyler Biadas. Biadas. B-I-A-D-A-S-Z. Jeez. Yeah. A lot of interesting names in this draft. Offensive lineman from Wisconsin. One of the best centers for a great rushing offense would help keep Cliff get Murray and Johnson going. Lions. You're assuming that the Cardinals are going to draft an offensive lineman. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lions. Grant Delpit, safety, LSU. Replacing Diggs with one of the top defenders from the 2018 season was a finalist from the Nagurski Award, which goes to the top defender in football, and he got that he got that nod as a sophomore. Uh, Titans, Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. Chiefs just called Mariota and Tannehill, Tannehill ain't it. Chargers, C.J. Henderson, cornerback from Florida. Giving their star pass rushing tandem some help over the top should be a priority if they want to continue to compete with Kansas City and the Raiders on the rise. Do you like that alliteration? I did. Jaguars, Caleb Vaughn Chasson, edge rusher from LSU. Despite an injury-riddled college career, Chasson has showed great potential and flashes of brilliance when on the field. Jags will take a page from the 49ers playbook and use him on a rotation to get him back to get back to their 2017 success. Raiders, Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. Buttkiss Award semifinalist. He will be a great smart middle linebacker to help lead the Raiders 
rebuild. Dolphins via Steelers. Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman, South Carolina. Taking best players available with their pick should be their main priority. There's not a position outside Xavier Howard that shouldn't be looked at to improve on. Eagles, Paulson Adebo, cornerback from Stanford. Eagles need as much help as they can in their secondary. That's it. That's that's all. <laughs> Jaguars via Rams. Raquan Davis, defensive lineman, Alabama. Again, trying to get back to their Saxonville roots. Panthers, Marvin Wilson, defensive lineman, Florida State. Trying to apply pressure in their divisional opponents should be a priority. Cowboys, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, Alabama. Taking the top off the defense and giving Dak a weapon outside of Cooper will help the Cowboys fan continue believing Dak is as great as they think he is. Vikings, Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, Alabama. Keeping Kirk upright and giving the ground game some stability is their main priority. What a good uh, football name. Leatherwood? Leatherwood. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Leatherwood. I like that. Dolphins via Texans. Austin Jackson, offensive tackle, USC. Replacing Tunsil with a cheaper version to help their new quarterback. The fuck? I got it. I got it. Just go, 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 go. Chiefs, Dylan Moses, linebacker, Alabama. Chiefs defense needs some help on their defense or if they want to give their quarterback some wiggle room in games. Bills, CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Solidifying their quarterback's weapon core should be a priority. Gives their defense some wiggle room like the opposite of, you know, the Chiefs needing wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you did that. Ravens, Terrell Lewis, edge rusher, Alabama. Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis had a baby. Hell yeah, he's going to be a Raven. (laughs) Oh, man. It's good. Good. Seahawks, Christian Fulton, cornerback from LSU. Rebuilding the Legion of Boom. Packers, Bryson Hopkins, tight end, Purdue. Great pass catcher in the body of a TE. So you'll know that they definitely won't use him in the offense. Right. But they're going to draft him. Yeah. Saints, T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. Giving Sean Payton more weapons is dangerous for everyone else. Patriots, Jake Fromm, quarterback, Georgia. What mock draft would be a mock draft without the Patriots picking a quarterback? (laughs) 49ers, Trevin Diggs, cornerback, Alabama. Adding to the 49ers defense is a no-brainer, and it's dangerous for everyone else. (laughs) Yay. So that's insisting that the Niners are going to win. Well, that's just that's, play, that's just current, current standings. Yeah, current yeah. standings. Whatever. It works. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Hi, everybody. Matt's not here. Yep, he's dead. Oh, normally we come up with some totally truthful... Nope, dead. Um, he was he was really excited when I gave them a number 26 overall pick. Dead. Matt? Matter. Yeah. He can't enjoy it if he's dead. You you. Why would he get excited... Off a number twenty six overall pick because that means he's, he's a corpse. Gonna, it means he'd be disappointed that they didn't win the Super Bowl. I mean, he's gonna be disappointed because they're not. Yeah, they're yeah. not gonna win the Super Bowl. So, you know, okay, tell it's- him something he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to show. I'm Ganhart, and I'm Jub, and he's Ganhart, and I'm Jub, and he's Ganhart as well. Welcome to Ganhart. Genhart's been on the show the last uh, two weeks. I hope you guys have thoroughly hated that. Yeah. Because if you hated it, then you know I need you to let Genhart know that you hated it while he was on the show. Could have subbed him again, but his poor dog's sick. Because that's really funny. Yeah. So. so since 
Since me, Genhart, did such a good job, I'm replacing everybody and talking to myself with all these great impressions that I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. All these wonderful, uh, the impressions and his um, insightful football takes. So, yeah. like, like, who the hell is Devin Singletary? Yeah. I mean, a lot of Bills fans think that, too. Yeah. yeah. Did you, do, you, do you want to start with the Bills real quick? Um, you know what I want to do since we just did it? I want to, I want Kuiper's reaction for since it's been a few weeks. It's been like seven weeks since uh, the Steelers traded their first round pick away for for Minka for the next Troy Polamalu. Yeah, how do you, <laughs> how are you? Um, I'm that's hyperbole, obviously. Yeah, right. obviously. Um, what do you what do you feels? Well, what's going on in that? Well, I mean, he's pretty much single-handedly won us three games, basically. That pick six basically won the game against Indy, because if he doesn't intercept it and run it back, I have a hard time believing we win at all. I have more inclined to believe we lose by, like, 10, despite Brian Hoyer playing. In the games in the games he's played, he has four interceptions, a forced fumble, a touchdown. I think he even has a sack, which is more than some entire defenses have this year, I believe. Yes. So. Like the Bengals defense. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we talked about it when it first happened, Corey and I, and the big thing I was worried about with getting Minka was that the Steelers weren't going to use him correctly, which was a viable concern because Miami didn't even use him right for the first year he was there. Like, basically, Minka was like, hey, I'm really good as that, like, kind of nickel safety, you know, play the ball, you know. I don't, I'm don't. i not really like an Earl Thomas that lines up deep and keeps everything in front of me. Like, I like being around the ball, being, you know, involved in the play. And Miami was like, no, you can line up back there. And then the, the year prior to him getting traded, the second year, and his brief stint this year in Miami, they kind of transitioned him to that and he was really good and then this year Steelers is like nope that's what you're good at you're just gonna go do that and he basically won us the game against Indy he was huge in the comeback against Miami because he had another interception that swung the momentum back for Pittsburgh I I can't complain about it at all like it's basically like one of those things like a lot of people have said like oh they could have used that first round pick on a receiver i'm like first of all none of the receivers we take are ever in the first round ever that's just not what the sealers do they don't take receivers in the first round and they turn second third fourth fifth round receivers into good players our best receiver on the team right now is deontay johnson and we took him in the what third yeah like he's our best receiver right now. He's the one that's been the most impressive, and he's a rookie. And he was basically a return guy in college mostly. And the Steelers just for some reason like, nope, he's only gonna play twenty snaps. Like, why not? You just cut Dante Moncrief. They could probably use it. Like, nope, twenty snaps, not sixty. Nope, twenty, which is frustrating. Um, what the Steelers doing? Frust- having frustrating coaching. I, I know, right? Weird. But I, I don't know. I'm sorry to cut you, but like, I guess like. Who who were we going to get in the first round that was going to be as good as Minka Fitzpatrick is right now? Literally nobody. Nobody. No. So, well, I mean like maybe a quarterback. As far as 
getting somebody right now, you can't get anybody better than right now because, I mean, it's a, you got to wait. Exactly, yeah. So he's having an immediate impact right now in a season that looked like it was lost. I think it's a great And now is not entirely lost, mostly lost, but not entirely lost. Yeah. I, I think it's an excellent trade. You have... He was, I'll say this. I've I've been very critical about the Steelers' defensive choices because the Steelers keep trying to build their defense as if they have a player like Troy Polamalu, mm-hmm. and we haven't had one since he left. Basically, even yeah. the last like five years he was there, he was like a shell of himself. Right. But they kept trying to build a defense that was predicated on the success of a very talented, rangy, high football IQ safety, which is why I think they took. Terrell Edmonds in the first round and reached on him because they thought he was that guy and he ended up not being that guy. The problem is, is Minka Fitzpatrick is that guy. So now that they have that player, I think it makes the defense look a whole lot more impressive. Yeah. Also, like the draft is volatile. It really is. You 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 get bust in the first round all the time. I, I think it's. I think there's nothing wrong with trading a first round pick to go get somebody who's that kind of talent at all. That was why I, w- I wanted Dallas or somebody else in the NFC to trade for Jamal Adams. Yeah. Like, if you're if you're a really good team, draft picks don't mean a lot. Right. Well, I, th- I think there's, there's a big difference between, you know, uh, Steelers giving their first-round pick this year for Minka Fitzpatrick than the Cowboys giving their next two first-round picks up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because they were asking for two. Yeah, they want. That's a little. That's a little extreme. They were Jamal's looking, insane. They were looking for like the Cleo Mack, Jalen Ramsey trade. Yeah, they weren't gonna get. I mean, he's amazing, but they weren't gonna get that from Dallas. I think it definitely because at first you know it's like, oh man, that was gonna be a really good first round pick that Miami was gonna get. They like, all right. So why would you? You obviously know. Jamal Adams wants to play with you. He said it before, even in the draft process. He said he would love to play for his hometown team, the Dallas Cowboys. You're just, you just basically made a big, you leaked that, you know, you were trying to get him to the news so that it would spread to Jamal Adams that, oh shit, they're looking to shop me. Mm-hmm. And now, in two years when he's a free agent he's just you're just going to go there and pretty much sign him for free other than yeah because jamal adams is now 100 percent just going to hold out on the jets right he's just going to hold out on them and he also said he wants to play there so true but he also probably now wants to play there for the right price as opposed to like yeah because they weren't loyal to him put in the dues yeah. Do they want to pay him when? I mean, he literally went to Twitter and was like, "I, I see." It's like I sat down with the general manager, and he told me to my face that he that I was like a big part of the team, and then he turned around and took. Now the difference is, I think I said this on the show. The difference between uh, the Jets calling people for Jamal Adams, like the Jets calling other teams to be like, "Hey, we're shopping Jamal Adams," versus. The Cowboys calling the Jets and saying, "Hey, can we have Jamal Adams?" Right. It's a little different. Yeah, it is. Now, it's very different. I don't know if that was made clear to Jamal Adams what one it was, but Jamal came out and says, "Like it doesn't matter. Like you don't take calls for great players." He's like, "The the Patriots don't take phone calls for Tom Brady," which we don't actually know if that's true. They do. Um, uh, most most GMs take phone calls. That's how. They do. Uh, 
that's how the 49ers got Garoppolo. True. There was uh they he kept calling Bill Belichick and me like, What do you want for Garoppolo? And Bill Belichick's he's off the table. And then he called back, What do you want for Garoppolo? He's off the table. What do you want for Garoppolo? He's off the table. Well, if Garoppolo's off the table, how about Tom Brady? And then Bill Belichick is like, You know what? I am being a little bit stupid. Second round pick. And they're like, Okay. <laughs> we got Garoppolo. Yeah, so teams do take calls. Yeah, they do. Teams take calls all the time. You hear this all the time. The but, teams will just take, even, even if they know they're not going to accept it, they will take the call still. I think also Jamal needed to understand, like when if he heard what the Jets were asking for, yeah, you have to have the idea of like, wow, like that's asking a lot. Yeah, and they're not. So so basically, you 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 can deduce that they made the asking price so high so that Dallas would say no. Right. That's what you do. Like, you do the same thing in fantasy football, right? Like, when someone wants a player off your team, and you're like, oh, okay, and then you look at their team, like, I want your two best receivers. And they're like, nope. I'm like, okay, well, then bye. Like, no. Like, I'm not giving you this player, so see you later. That's basically what the Jets did, but Jamal Adams still felt like It's like upset. me trying to force Keenan Allen off of Dome to complete Allentown yeah. in my one league, and I can't do it. You still can't do it even after two I, bad weeks. Yeah, and that and that fucking giant trade I sent him. He's I was losing hard on this shit, and he still did not take it. He does not want to let go of Keenan Allen. I think I think I think it would just maybe because he doesn't want me to have Allen Town now. But That's roundabout ra- rounding it back to Corey's original question, I can't help but love the trade at this point. No, it's great. Like it's it's clearly a win. Yeah, it's clearly a win for both teams. Yeah. Because Miami gets another first round pick, and yeah, Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh gets a missing like a yeah. really crucial piece for their defense. Which is funny because Miami is in this weird spot where when you have three first round picks, they have three. Yeah, this which is, is funny. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, you're in this weird spot where a lot of people are like, oh yeah, they're just going to take three players in the first. You absolutely do not have to take. Three players in the first round. No, like if you're confident in your scouts, you could just trade out in the last one. Like say for example, like say Houston is the deepest one it is. Like say Houston's picking like 26th, right? And Miami's like, you know what? We want two more second round picks instead. Just trade out. Just trade out of that spot. It's less money yet to pay the players. Exactly. So if you're confident in your scouting team to find good players in the middle rounds, they're cheaper. And, you know, you get really cheap four years out of them. You don't have to pay them as much as your salary cap. You can go dump more of your salary to go get Cam Newton. Yeah, good free agents. Yeah. Which, by the way, Cam Newton was put on IR and certainly looks like he is not going to be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers anymore after this year. They could literally save like $16 million if they don't sign him next year. Yeah, I I think that's what's going to happen. I... I mean, yeah, Cam Newton's Panthers' identity has been Cam Newton for a long time now. Does he go to the team that he lost to the Super Bowl in? In Denver? Yeah. I don't know. I think they might. I think Denver might stick on Joe Flacco. I think always not at all. I think always no way. I think always a big dumbass, and he sticks on Joe Flacco. You want to go? He's not going to roll with Brandon Allen. He's one and zero as a starter. No, because Brandon Allen's going to suck. What are you talking about? He yeah. was great last week. Uh-huh. He was a winning quarterback. Yeah. Do you know who wasn't a winning quarterback last week? No, Baker Mayfield. Tom Brady. Brandon Allen better than Tom Brady this week. He's better. Wins Brandon are the Allen. quarterback stat. 
think I think Brandon Allen's had better had better stats in that game than Brady's had most of the year. I so don't know far. if that's true. Pretty sure. I don't know if that's true. Brady's had some horrendous games. Brandon Allen also took one of the most hilarious sacks I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Like he literally just like cowered in fear and just like ah, and just like fell over. I, you see, quarterback Drew Brees does that all the time. So does Tom Brady. That's how they stay healthy. They don't take the big hits. It's like if in real time you're like, holy shit, that was a fucking bitch move. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the longevity of their career. The yeah. reason why they lasted so long is because they they have that sixth sense of like, all right, I'm this is going to be a big hit. I'm not going to fucking take yeah, this. Yeah, you'll see it all the time where, where Brady will just like literally go to the ground when he knows he's about to get sacked. He will just fall to the ground before the dude can hit him that hard. Just get touched. But the the only difference done. is, you know, they're, they're established players that have been in the league for, you know, so long and people know that they're great. So, yeah, they don't put as much weight on that. Right. If you had to pick a team for Cam Newton to go for or to go to, where would you want him to go? Not where do you think he's going to go. Where do you want him to go? Tennessee. I want him to be, I want him to go to Tennessee. <sighs> he's not a very accurate quarterback. Yeah, I know. And they don't have, not only do they not have the most impressive receiving core, but they have Derrick Henry. I think and, your I think your decision is more based on the fact you just want to see Cam Newton and Derrick Henry in a backfield. Right. No, it'd be really impressive. That would be. It would be cool. Utterly terrifying. Right. I, I think it would work out well for them. And like, how much the passing game do you need to get involved in with that receiving core? That's okay. By you, the DC defenders. Oh, you want him to go to Washington? No, I want him to go to the DC defenders in the X- XFL. <laughs> <laughs> Because that means that Carolina's getting nothing for him. That's true. They'll just bounce. Yeah. He's, is his contract up this year? He has one year. He has I, one. Yeah. He has next season. But mm. they can get rid of him and save fourteen million dollars. I. They cut him like at the end of this season. Yeah. They trade him or somehow get rid of him. They would save like anywhere from like fourteen to sixteen million dollars. I. Man, where do I want him to go? Maybe Chicago? Chicago would obviously be like... Chicago would be like a fun one that I think Cam... I mean, really, like, when you think about it, they're basically the same team that he had when Carolina went to the Super Bowl. They're like a good good defense. They have a stable of running backs. They don't really have, like, a, a workhorse running back. You know, because they work Montgomery and Cohen in. He's got good receivers. He'd have a nice tight end in Burton. Like, I don't know. He's got a very creative, well, quote-unquote creative. We don't know if he's creative or if he's just trying to make, you know, mincemeat out of dead rats with Mitch Trubisky. But, I don't know. Nagy appears to be a smart offensive coordinator. So, I, I can't imagine that Cam would go there and not succeed at least somewhat right yeah that's assuming that they move off of trubisky which they won't because they're going to go down with the ship yeah they're going to be really stubborn about this they're going to have losing seasons because of it he's just he's terrible he's terrible he's just mitchell trubisky is just a terrible watching watching the saints game and the first half against philadelphia if you want to watch really really painful looking offenses like just a from quarterback from a quarterback perspective that's why when always people say like 
I worked with this kid who, whenever I would talk about certain NFL players like sucking and not being any good, he would always rebuttal was like, man, they don't suck, man. They're in the NFL. Like, yeah. And, and I'm like, yes. Like, there is a ocean difference between me and Mitchell Trubisky. If I walked onto a football field with Mitchell Trubisky, he would make me look like a fool, right? Yeah. But there is also an ocean, maybe two oceans, between Mitchell Trubisky and like Matt Stafford or Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like, th- there's there's so much of a difference between, and that's why I wouldn't ever like I would say that he'd get mad at me. I'd always like yell at him. I'm like, dude, do you not understand what I'm saying? When we when, when we say that players in the NFL aren't good. We're talking about within the NFL. Right. You have to have the compared contextually within inside the NFL. It's always that's that's all that everybody says. They're not saying that they're just terrible at it in general. No, you have to be super talented to be in the NFL. But once you're among that many other talented players in a some pool, of the most premier athletes in the world. Right. You're gonna get exposed. Right. And that's what happened to Mitchell Trubisky. He got fucking exposed. Speaking of getting exposed, the Packers defense. Yeah. Um, no, they just threw at Kevin King the whole time. I. <laughs> well, that's, that's a form of exposure. Jagger got burned like twice by Keenan Allen. He shot him the whole game. I, I I finally figured out what this Packers defense is. I finally figured it out. It dawned on me the other day while I was driving. Yeah. The Packers defense. It's that thing that like, it's that liquid that if you put your finger in it, it's like liquid. But if you apply enough force, it turns into a solid. That's what it is. Non-Newtonian fluids? Yeah. I was going to compare it to another NFL defense, but that works. Okay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think it's very similar to the defense that the Saints had when they won the Super Bowl. It is... I think the Saints that year ranked, what, like 24th in total defense? Yeah. They forced butt. They forced a lot of turnovers. With he who should not shall with not he, be named. Yeah, with he who should not be named. But they forced a lot of turnovers. They got timely sacks. I mean, they won the Super Bowl on a pick six. Like, if that's not indicative of, like, what that defense was. I thought that was the beginning of uh, Drop It Like It's Hot for a second. <laughs> oh, it did sound like it, yeah. But I don't know. That's what certainly what it felt like, what it looks like to me. There's like, you could pick out like maybe five, four or five guys off the defense and be like, oh yeah, these guys are really good. The Smith brothers are good. Jairi's good. Amos is good. Darnell Savage is a good rookie safety. But then as a unit, you look at them and you're like, they're like... They have a couple very the, clear weak points. Yeah, they're like, okay. Yeah, that, that, that's the biggest problem, I think, with the Packers defense. They have a couple like very clear, wide open issues mm-hmm. that... Any halfway decent offensive coordinator can just expose and just pound on over and over and over again. That's what happened in Los Angeles. But even then, it's not like they scored a shit ton of points. No, because the Chargers are a water gun offensively. Right. <laughs> it's just they are able to expose and Green Bay the apparent to keep up with them. And the big problem with that game in particular was on the offense. The play of your offensive line. Yeah. And how just Bosa and Ingram were. I actually saw at a point in the game. At no point did they, not once, did they ever put two people on Bosa. Okay, well, here's the funny thing about it is at some points there were, there were like pass rush downs where Ingram and Bosa were lining up on the same side 
of the of the defense as yeah. opposed to them being one on either side. They yeah. were just put both of them on one side. And like, okay. You don't stack that side? You don't stack that side? Yeah. Like you don't move a tight end over? Yeah, they You do. don't like shift Jones or Williams over to the opposite like, "Hey, like go that way." The o- literally the only two players we need to worry about on this entire defense are right over here. There's two of them. There's two people you need to worry about. And they're both right there. Yep. There was just no I don't know. And then Aaron Rodgers comes out after the game and he's like, uh, you know, we were kind of feeling ourselves a little bit of humble pie. Like, I guess you could probably feel that way, especially against the Chargers. Apparently they just like partied Saturday yeah. and didn't practice. Which by so, the way, the, well, the thing about the Chargers is they've lost two games this year, like at the very end. Like, as as much as we've made fun of the Chargers and how the Chargers are like, oh, okay, like, they're just the normal Chargers. They find unique ways to lose and they get injured and stuff. Um, Whoops. <laughs> they literally lost a game with Melvin Gordon fumbling on the half-inch line. Yeah. You know, like, they've lost, they, like, they're, they still have issues with kicking for some ungodly reason, you know. The Chargers. They're not a terrible foot. They're not, like, a garbage football team. No. That's why a lot of people thinking that this Thursday night game tomorrow, timestamp, uh, it's Wednesday before the Thursday night game. Yeah, this will go up during the day um, before the Thursday night game. A lot of people just think the Chargers are just going to get absolutely blown out by the Raiders. No, no, it's not going to happen. Gonna be, I think that's going to be a really close game. It's not just a close game; it's a very important game. Yeah. For either team, what are they both four and? Well, the Raiders are four and four. I think the Chargers are four and five. Yeah. Because the Raiders have had their bye week already, I think. Yes. Um, this is like a huge game for both of those teams. Like if the Chargers drop to four and six, like okay, you're done. Like you're out. But if the Chargers win and you're five and five, and you have a chance, you have a shot. Especially in the AFC, where who flip a coin as to who's going to be the wild card yeah. teams who? in the AFC? Like, well, I, I would imagine that if they keep it up, Buffalo will be one of them. Buffalo has to be. At this point, they're six and two. Man, they they could only win, yeah, and they're they not going to win, win like division. Three more games, and they're guaranteed a wild card spot. Didn't they make it at eight and eight like two years ago? They did. Mm-hmm. Like if they win like three more games, they are guaranteed that wild card spot. I just I don't want to rule out the possibility of a team like this finishing the season with one win because it's so inherently possible. We watched literally. We watched the Carolina Panthers last year. Have a record of seven and two yeah. and lose their last also, seven games. They also had kind of a tough schedule, whereas Buffalo has like a paper schedule. It's like a baby schedule. Really easy. It's like really easy. You still got at least Miami once. They still have Miami. They still I, have. Did they, they, did they play another both? game? Another game against the Jets. Right. Yeah, they saw the Jets again. They the, have. Uh, they play, they play, Cleveland this week. Yeah, they have Cleveland this week. I think they played the Cardinals too. Which I mean, that's no, the, they wouldn't play the Cardinals. No. no? It wouldn't be the Cardinals. They play... Did they play the Cowboys yet? That'll be an interesting game. They did not play the Cowboys yet. Here's yeah, because they play the NFC East. They have the Browns, the Browns this week. Next week's the Dolphins and the Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Patriots, Jets. So you That think, Raven... No, but see... The, the, if the, they the, lose that... If they if they even lose like against, against the Cowboys and Ravens and the Patriots the second time, they still are like guaranteed number five seed. They still got two wins in that schedule, at least. Right. They, 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 they're probably guaranteed number five seed at this rate. And they'd be playing... Okay, so who do we think... We'll get into this then. If we're putting... 
Buffalo as the fifth overall seed. Let's work because we none of us have any idea who the sixth seed's going to be. We have no idea. No, fuck that. Like no idea. Jacoby Brissett's hurt now. Yeah. Like I would, I would have said well, Pittsburgh, I, I Oakland, Oakland, the Chargers, Jacksonville. They're all they all have four wins. Yeah, I would, I would have actually thought that maybe the Colts would have won the division this year, but now it's looking like it's going to be the Texans. Yeah. So like, okay, so we're imagining. Okay, let's start with Buffalo. Buffalo's five. Yeah. Right. Of the four teams that are left, which are Houston, Kansas City, Baltimore, New England, they're your four division winners. Spoilers. They're your four division winners. Who do you think Buffalo will play? Who's going to be the fourth seed in the AFC? Probably the Texans. Yeah. You think the Texans are going to finish fourth? Probably. I think they'll probably finish like one game under the Ravens or something and then <clears throat> end, up, end up as the fourth seed. I don't know. It's so tough. Because all four, the, those Wait, doesn't the fourth seed play the the fifth? No, the fourth plays the fifth, right? And then, and then the, the third, third plays, plays the sixth. sixth, right? 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 Okay. Is uh, Mahomes coming back this week? Yep. Mm-hmm. He needed a full practice today. By the way, all four of those teams play each other, which is interesting because they all were the division winners last year, right? So they all play each other. That's fun. So you can kind of get this like little dynamic of like. So we're at, gonna. So we're just gonna put Indy in there too. As the six? Yeah. I don't know, man, because, dude, Brian Hoyer's playing for the next probably three weeks, and T.Y. Hilton's out for another three weeks. Actually, it might only be for one or two. Yeah, they didn't roll out yeah, Brissett Jacoby's for this actually, week. Actually, oh, they didn't? Okay. Yeah, it, oh, they play Miami, so they, they're not, he's not going to play. Apparently, it's not a very serious sprain, and he can uh, he can work through it on a okay. week-to-week basis. Well, I was going to say, well, he's not going to play this week, because they're not going to no. play him against Miami. No, 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 they're just going to sit him this week. Yeah, they're just going to roll out Brian Hoyer and let their defense just... Suffocate Other than Miami. That really bad pick six. Hoyer was not that bad against the Steelers. No, he wasn't bad. Yeah, I think I think against Miami, he could definitely make it. Work. I mean, you like if you put in your backup, you can go almost guarantee he's going to throw an interception. It was just un- it just mm. sucked that it he was, was returned for a score. Yeah, yeah, from that long, yeah. we just had ninety six yards. Yeah, the Steelers really. It appears like the Steelers really struggle covering tight ends in spots. Yeah, like that's where the the touchdown came from was Doyle. Yep, and the touch or the the pass that Minka picked off, I believe, was another pass into the end zone for Doyle. So like, when they get down to the red zone, it's just like we just don't have the the size to match up with a lot of the big tight ends. And plus, Devin Bush is a rookie and he's playing man to man on some of these tight ends, and like. He's going to get burned. Devin Bush is good, but he's still a rookie. Yeah, he's going to get burned. He's going to get burned. So I just think that the the AFC is just, you basically have five teams that are like, okay, these five teams in some order. Yeah. And then it's the sixth team who is likely going to play, I don't even know, Baltimore, maybe? Or Kansas City. Or Kansas City. Baltimore might end up with the two seed. Baltimore lost to Kansas City, though. Yeah, but they still might finish with a better record, depending on... It, it, it all depends on how Mahomes is, actually. I think it, I think a lot of... I don't understand why he's playing this week. I don't think he has to. He doesn't have to. I mean, he's playing because he's a competitor and he wants to play. Yeah, but just, like, he's going to get himself, like, badly hurt and then he'll be out for the season. I they, think in They some, all play each other. Yeah. Baltimore has already played Kansas City and lost. Houston played Kansas City and won. Yeah. Baltimore played New England and won. New England's going to play Houston next week and whip the living shit out of them. Yeah. And then it basically comes down to the Baltimore-Houston game and the uh, 
Well, Indy, yeah, because I we just said Indy played Houston. Houston beat Indy. I'm sorry, Houston beat Kansas City. What 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 matchup am I forgetting about? Baltimore Houston. Yeah, Baltimore Houston is the last one. So we're gonna get a nice little round robin of the top four teams in the AFC all playing one another, which I think is really cool. But other than that, I don't know. And you flip it over to the NFC, and it's like, okay, the Saints are running away with the South, basically. Yeah, yeah it's going to be there. Since yeah, the Saints are going to run away with the South. because of the, Especially because they won all of their games without Drew Brees, they're fine. Yeah. They're, the South is theirs. Um, the, I wouldn't say the Packers are running away with the North. No. Because the Vikings so are one game back. I'm still very concerned. Yeah. Uh, because I don't... The, the Vikings are kind of doing a thing but mm-hmm. they're they're just hard to get a read on and so i don't trust at any point if they will be good or bad for the rest of the year we have our read on kirk cousins yeah i saw it did you hear about it yeah yeah outside against above 500 teams mm-hmm. outside on the road against um yeah above 500 teams which is a really interesting situation that the vikings find themselves in because we also know two other things about kirk cousins we know that he's really bad in prime time Games on Sunday night. And he's also really good coming off a loss. So this game is on the road working against Kirk Cousins. It's indoors for Kirk Cousins. He just lost. It's for him. Dallas above 500 against him. That's going to be a really good game. So we're going to have prime time against him. That's oh, the thing. Okay. Dallas plays pretty well in prime time. Against black quarterbacks for him. <laughs> That's going to be the new fold. <laughs> yeah, that we you have to do like a you have to do like a math equation with Kirk Cousins. Like you got to you got to carry the two and round up and my, my, check the phases of the moon. My preference to read Kirk Cousins is just a shrug. Is just shrug. I say I can't do that. I, I don't know. I need to try to understand under, understanding Kirk Cousins and like how he just picks the games that he decides to play in. Is like the greatest mystery <laughs> of, of like the entire like of the 100 year anniversary like the 100 year history of the NFL. It's the biggest mystery. Are you, are you gonna dedicate your life to the great? I am. I'm mystery? gonna try to find the thing that like it, that's the common thread through it. Because there's other common ones. Like it's like Peyton Manning when it was cold, he sucked. Yeah. Almost consistently, like almost all the time. And then he went to Denver. Yeah, and then he goes to Denver. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Tom Brady when it's hot. Like, really hot. Yeah. Like, down in Florida. Yeah. Hot. He struggles, right? Mm-hmm. Not very good, you know? Ben Roethlisberger in the state of Ohio. Like, I think he's lost to Cincinnati and Cleveland more at home than he has on the road. Like, that's just some weird thing. Like, there are these... Which is weird because... He grew up in Ohio. He did playing football in Ohio. You don't think he would have like been that good of a pick playing in Ohio that much? I know, right? It's weird. It's strange how like that just. I don't know. A lot of people are like, he, oh, well, excuse the Browns used, and Bengals suck, but he, like, still, like he used up all of his gas in Ohio. <laughs> he still has tanks left in other states. Yeah. Oh, and then finally, of course, like the NFC East is. I don't know, who sucks worse. By week seventeen, I guess. Do they play week seventeen? They don't. No, I don't think so. Dallas Philly. That's not the week seventeen matchup. I think Dallas plays Washington and Philly plays the Giants. 
which is obnoxious. They should just change that. Can't wait till. I'm just gonna sit. Daniel Dimes wins that division. You're going down with that ship. Gotta gotta stick to my guns. You're going down with it. It's it's sinking real quick. So I I honestly man hope I, you got an inner this, tube on. This Dallas team is not that bad, man. It's a, it's a pretty good football team. It is. Yeah, and then they also got outplayed for 50 minutes. I wouldn't say outplayed, but they couldn't pull away from the Giants for 50 minutes. And then just the dam opened in the last 10 minutes of the game where they had like a huge fumble recovery. And then Amari went for like 50 yards. And and then you looked, it's like, oh, wow, they blew them out. No, no, they didn't. Yeah, no, it's very different. They trailed. Or were dead even for the majority of that football game, just punting the ball back and forth to each other. Yeah, and then the cat that's came like, on, and oh my god, the cat! The cat, dude, that everything. fucker was zooming. That little boy was zooming. Oh, the black cat memes have been so good. It's my favorite thing. Stephen A. Smith went off the next day because his whole thing about the Dallas Cowboys, like, oh, that black cat running around that franchise, and then literally a black cat ran across the field. Now it was in MetLife, and. You know. Do you think it was brought there on purpose for that? No, apparently they 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 keep cats at MedLife. Oh yeah, because cats help uh, keep the mice and everything uh-huh. away. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think I, that, that's like a really smart. If that is true, that's actually a really yeah. smart they thing. Just, they, they keep right. cats there. Yeah. Uh, just keep stray cats. Apparently, like, it just got it just got spooked and ran on the field. Mm-hmm. Something happened that got it spooked. Yeah, and then you have you'll have uh, a lot of race tracks and everything will keep dogs around for the. Uh, horses because they'll take care of any coyotes or anything that like the coyotes won't come fuck with the horses if the really if there's dogs there yeah i did not know that you work at a casino you would know yeah so i think oh and the last division in the nfc is the west which oh god which you could have three playoff teams (laughs) right yeah um do we want to get to that do we want to talk about this San Fran Seattle game on Monday night. Yeah. Which is like Yeah. Possibly the biggest game of the year so far. Might be the best game of the year too. I just wanna I just wanna say something like holy shit. To Mr. Clements. I wanna get I wanna get your 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 input on this. Okay. So we did our power rankings yeah. last week. Okay. We all came to it not it wasn't an agreement. We averaged it out. Right. Using math. Using math. We put San Fran at three. Okay. Obviously, if we were to do them now this week, San Fran would now be two because okay. New England lost. Right? If we're going to average it out, most likely San Fran would be two. Yeah, I would, I would have to say it, yeah. Um, before the Thursday night game, when we did our power rankings, Corey sent us his. Right. And we all kind of started talking about it. Corey had San Fran fifth. And Corey proceeded to write afterwards that the reason that he put San Fran fifth was because San Fran wins the same way every week, which was your defense. The defensive line just dominates and they run for 300 yards a game. So I'm going to ask you after the Thursday night game where the defense struggled against Kenyon Drake and didn't run for a whole bunch of yards. I don't even think they ran. They ran for like barely over a hundred and that's with a one yard, but that was with a 30 yard run from Matt Breida and then another like 18 yarder from him. So you take those two away as you and I like to do. That's like well under a hundred yards they ran for and they won. Yeah. Against Arizona who exposed them and now they're not going to win that many games. I don't know if Arizona exposed them. 
What did they expose? I think Arizona is... Here's here's what I think happened in that game. San Fran got caught. I want to go back and watch Arizona and watch their first 15 plays. Because for some reason, I get this feeling that like San, uh, that I'm sorry, that Arizona and Kyler Murray is really good in that scripted section of the game. But then when he has to like, when they have to adjust, they tend to struggle because that's something that I could see a rookie coach struggling with. Like Cliff Kingsbury could probably string together like 15 plays to start a game. And like, oh yeah, this is really good. But then once those 15 plays are over, Arizona, like San Fran rattled off like 17 straight points. And then, aside from, I don't even know if it was a blown coverage. It was just like a really, really good throw. Almost a perfect throw from Kyler Murray to Andy Isabella. It was like his fourth catch of the season. And he took it for 82 yards. Like, outside of that play, San Fran pretty much dominated them. Like, it wasn't like, I mean, sure, Kenyon Drake rushed for 100 yards. But, like, who cares? Like, I I just was really impressed well, you're gonna with, have, I was impressed with the last thing. I, I was really impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo in that game. He threw four touchdowns to four different people. He didn't have Kittle for the for the entire game because Kittle kept kept coming in and out because of the knee injury. He's got Emmanuel Sanders, who's been there for a week and a half. I don't know. I think he played good. I don't know. It's still. I, he got. This is still his only like real good game as like a passing quarterback, and it's against. A team that we know doesn't have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I Emmanuel Sanders made Patrick Peterson look so bad in that game. Yeah, like holy shit. Our friend Krebs, who's a San Francisco fan, I think it might have actually been our friend Shiloh. I was like, man, like Emmanuel Sanders called up Michael Crabtree and was like, hey, how do I beat Patrick Peterson? And Michael Crabtree was like, hey, here you go. This is what you do against Patrick Peterson. Because man, Emmanuel Sanders was chewing Patrick Peterson up. But anyway, what were you? Uh, you're going to have... Their defense is going to have a harder time because of the loss of Quan Alexander. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, it is a, it's a pretty big deal. Um, you're going to... Nick Bosa's looked really good. You're going to wonder how, how much he has left in the tank for this year because, I mean, he hasn't played a full season of football at the college level mm-hmm. and then you're gonna expect you're gonna double the season and expect him to like continue i mean they're they're doing the rotation which is smart but that's still you're still like putting a lot out there on the field it also the the easy way to beat rotation when you have a defense that likes to rotate their front four pieces is what you just run hurry up offense Right. You get the guys out there that you want, not that you want, but you get guys out there that are the bigger impact people. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you wait for a situation where like Bosa, Armstead, and Buckner are all out there, and then you just run no hurry up the entire drive. Right. And just wear those three guys down. That way, the next time you come out, there's a chance that two, maybe all three of them are not on the field at the start, and you can sustain a drive. Right. Which is what people did to Philadelphia that year. Yes. With Fletcher Cox and um, Graham right. and Bennett, who was there for a little bit. Um, the plus, it's so weird how like this stuff happens like with the give and take. The plus for San Fran is they get back both of their starting tackles and their fullback Kyle Juszczyk. 
Yushchek literally said, "I saw it on Twitter." He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm a hundred percent. He's like, I'm literally a hundred percent. Like, I can go out. Very, yeah. People like kind of scoff off because he's a fullback. He's been a Pro Bowl fullback for the last four years. Yeah, he's a very important part of that offense. They love him there. Yeah. He's also a really good receiver really out of the backfield. Right. So they're going to need, expect him to use the fuck out of him as soon as he comes back. So what I think is going to happen in this Seattle-San Francisco game is I think it is going to be just like a shootout. Yeah, pure chaos. I think it's going to be pure chaos. Yeah, like if If it comes down to a shootout, I'm going to go Seattle wins 100%. I think Justin farted. My butt agrees. That's um, what I. That's what I think too. I think Justin did fart. <laughs> I think I'll go. I'll. I will say yeah. If if we're talking, if we're just operating in a vacuum and we're saying like, okay, in a shootout, who are you going to take, Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson? I'm like, okay, that's not a close argument. Like right. I'm going to take Russell Wilson. He's the MVP of the. He's season. yeah. He's the MVP of the league right now. I will say that if it does get into a shootout. Russell Wilson's going to have a tougher time than Jimmy is because he has to go against a tougher pass rush than Jimmy does. So Jimmy's going to be able to kind of go out there and not have throws rushed and not be hit as much, which does help him. Like it, it evens it enough. Like it doesn't even it all the way because that's how much better Russell Wilson is than Jimmy. But it evens it out enough that I'm like, I don't, I don't dislike San Fran's chances if that ends up being what happens. I just think that it's certainly not going to be like the game's going back and forth and back and forth. And then eventually we're at like a 20 to 20 tie at one point, And the next thing you know, Seattle like rips off 17 straight. I don't think that happens. So what, what's Richard Sherman's biggest weakness? What's Richard Sherman's biggest weakness? I don't know. He gets burned a lot. Speed. Yeah. It's because he plays a lot of his own. So, you're literally you're gonna put on a rotation basis of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Oh, mm-hmm. have them both just. Oh man, yeah, Metcalf would probably just really. Burn Metcalf's him. gonna like. It's not gonna be something that shows on the stat sheet, but Metcalf Metcalf is gonna just beat up Sherman mm-hmm. for the majority of the game. I'm hoping that's what they elect to go and do. And Josh Gordon might play too. He'll play, but. I don't think they're using that much. Yeah, the, he that, that, playbook yet. Yeah, I saw an interest. Speaking of Sherman, it's funny because I saw an interesting thing where Sherman has allowed the the lowest catch percentage of any corner in the league, which is like ah, I think that's impressive. But yeah. then you also hear a thing that San Fran plays zone the at the fourth highest rate of any defense in the NFL, and you go back and you look at like Russell Wilson's splits against zone and man coverage. Ooh. <laughs> this is gonna be a very it's, interesting game. It's not good. Like Russell Wilson against zone, like not fair. It's just not fair. Against man, it's it's still okay. It but it's worse. Like Russell Wilson against zone is like man. I don't think he's thrown an interception. Well, I mean, he only has. Well, I'm talking the last like couple oh, years. Okay. Like it's been. I'll just pull up the numbers. I had it here. I had it here on my phone. Um. It's definitely it's it's the game of the week by far. Oh, for sure. Like Absolutely. it's the first it's the first game. You mean tell me that the the seven and one Saints versus the one and seven Falcons isn't the game game of the week? Nope. It That's might be fair. the game of the week for you. <laughs> like you're gonna really love it. 
I hope, I hope Michael Thomas kills them. I'm going to crush it up and snort it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to get a VHS of the game afterwards. Just crush it up and snort it? Crush it up and snort it. No, very good. <laughs> My God. Yeah, this, what, what, you're, what the Saints are about to do to Atlanta... No, it's not going to be pretty. See, but we're saying that, and then like the game's going to end up being like 20 to 17. Something dumb. Yeah, and, but and it's I'm going to be real upset about it. It's going to be like... It's going to be Falcons scoring a touchdown at the last, like, two minutes of the game. What's Kamara's status right now? He's going to play. He's going to play? Yeah. Okay, sweet. They just gave him a couple weeks off because they didn't need him. Because Murray's been doing good. Yeah, Murray's been doing fine. Do you think that affects how much he plays? Uh, Yeah, I think we're going to start seeing more of a split like it was with Ingram and Kamara. By the way, I called this. Right. That this is what, this is what was going to happen because Latavius Murray is not that bad, and they could very well utilize him almost the same as they can Mark Ingram. And they're gonna, I mean, they're gonna try to keep Kamara fresh for playoffs. Real quick, um, there's a whole lot of stuff here. Just real quick, Russell Wilson against zone coverage averages nine point three yards per attempt. Holy shit! Against man coverage, he averages six point seven. So three yards difference. That's like to football. Standards, that's a lot. Three yards is a very, very big deal. When you're talking kid- almost half of a first down to a first down. Exactly. Like, who's... Okay, I'll ask you this. Then I'll ask Justin first. Who's the game bigger for, San Fran or Seattle? Seattle, for sure. Why? I think if San Fran suffers their first loss, people aren't going to look at it as a huge deal. I, th- I feel like Seattle uh, overcoming one of the best teams in the NFL is a gigantic deal. What about you? I'd say the same. Uh, it's a, well, it depends on how how the win it or loss is too. I was gonna say that Seattle yeah. will win with like a game winning field goal or something. Right. I think it's if big. I think it's bigger for Seattle, but in the inverse way of Seattle's played three good teams, like three good teams. Right? They played the Saints with Teddy and got absolutely spanked. Just like run off the field by the right. Saints, yeah. right? They played Baltimore and basically got dominated. That was Russell Wilson's worst game of the season yeah, against sure. Baltimore, yeah, right? And then they played the Rams and they won. But like you, like that game ended and you were like, I have no idea how the Rams lost. Like the Rams looked really good in that game against Seattle. Russell Wilson completed the probably the craziest pass of the year to Tyler Lockett, the corner of the end zone. Like, one of the craziest. Yeah. You know, as far as, like, throw and catch, like, combined. I I still think that Russell Wilson was just trying to throw it away. I think so, too. But. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it's big for Seattle. Because if they lose to San Francisco, like, okay, so you're seven and, you know, you're seven and three. You know, it's not bad. That's a great record. You're seven and three. It's a great record. You've played three good teams. You've lost to all three. You know what I mean? You think like if this was like- college, if this was college football, they'd be unranked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're gonna feel like, like that team that goes into the playoffs, like as squeaks in as like the sixth seed and then just gets yeah. killed week one at the, the playoffs. Right? Yeah, they're gonna feel like that, and like that's what people are gonna peg them as if they don't win this game. That's why I felt when we ranked Seattle so high. Not that Seattle doesn't belong that high, but when I, we ranked them that high, I went like I thought back to like all these games Seattle has played, like they. 
they they trailed at halftime to the Browns. I know, but if you put if like you put they, Seattle, but like they were to, getting dominated for the first twenty minutes of the game by Tampa. I know, if, but if you want to throw you know. Seattle down, you also have to throw New England down. You also have to throw you know like other teams that have played bad teams. I keep I keep New England Seattle separate. Seattle has won all season pretty ugly, but they they win. They don't dominate people. Has Seattle become the new Green Bay, where it's basically just Aaron Rodgers doing everything? Their yeah, defense is good. not good. Chris Carson's still good. Their it's, their defense is not good. Their kicker sucks. That's like like that's, that's kind of like how I feel. Uh, uh, I guess a little bit because the what I was comparing it to in my head is like okay, like I know this this team in the entirety like isn't that great, but I've seen what a quarterback playing at a high level can yeah. do. How far they can get. I mean. Pat Mahomes got to the championship game last year. Mm-hmm. Fucking Aaron Rodgers got Aaron to the Rodgers championship got game multiple to, times with yeah, bad teams. Just with himself. Like quarterbacks can when you have an elite quarterback, they can get you really far. And that's you know, with Russell Wilson playing as good as football as anybody. Yeah. Better probably better football than everybody at that position right now. I think it's a short list. It it's 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 become it's become shorter as the year has gone on, especially now with Aaron having that really bad game against the Chargers. It's based the list is basically shortened to like Russ, Deshaun, and I don't know a a, a pretty decent sized gap, and then like McCaffrey, basically for MVP. Yeah, yeah, like McCaffrey's not gonna win. He's not gonna win. Like. And the only way McCaffrey's going to win the MVP is if he breaks Ladanian Thomas's right, touchdown record. I was about to record. say that. Yep, he, that's the only way he's going to get it. He has to get 21 touchdowns or however many it was. That's 20, the, 27. Was it 27? Okay, well, yeah, he's not yeah. going to do no, that. No, he would have to fucking... I think he'd have to score like overdrive. four a week. Yeah, he'd have to kick into overdrive. Yeah. Not going to happen. Which he might... It's actually... When you go back and look at the strength of schedule that they faced and how good he's been, it's like shocking. I re- yeah, I he's remember, amazing. I remember... A few years ago, before McCaffrey came out, I was re- reading a mock draft. I had McCaffrey go into the Saints, and I was like, like thinking about it now, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that would have been, I, like, like I wanted, to, I want to say that would have just been like game over for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, like with the way that Sean Payton runs his offenses and everything, you might want to, you might think like maybe it brings McCaffrey down a little bit because they're basically letting him. him in Carolina, they're basically just letting him off the leash. They say Sean Payton's never really done that with anybody besides Drew Brees. You're gonna, you're still going to be a Drew Brees-dominated offense, which, I mean, like, he, he throws to the running backs and everything. But, you know, he's, he's still going to have his splits with Ingram and whoever else they have in the background. McCaffrey has, like, a 90% snap rate, which is utterly mind-boggling for a running back that touches the ball as much as he does. Right. He never comes off the field, ever. He came off the field at the end of the game last week because they thought he had a concussion, which I don't think he did. They were just, like, super, like, like, oh, God, no. Like, McCaffrey, like, coughs. And I think Carolina's like, no, Christian, come here. You know. Did you know he, like, is a musician and he, like, makes music? No, I didn't know that. In the off season, He has, like, his own little recording studio at his house. He doesn't, like, sing. He just like plays music. He's like he knows how to play like multiple instruments. He just plays music and records it. I know, like I I know he was like basically a pedigree born to play sports, like yeah. athlete star. He, yeah, he was. I think his parents were like picked out of like a lineup 
They're like, how do we make the perfect football player? Right. And they just like, okay, you two okay, fornicate. So, so we got this this guy that played with uh, fucking Elway in Denver and won a Super Bowl. We got this WNBA star. We got her, her sister that was also a fucking college basketball star. We got the dad that won a, a Super Bowl. He's also like a college basketball star. We got his dad's dad who was a Olympic silver medalist sprinter. Christian baby, Ma- baby. Christian McCaffrey's family tree. Yeah. Is just ridiculous. a is just a thick one with a lot of thick trees for a thick boy. Damn he thick. Damn he thick. Speaking of thick, let's talk about the Browns. <laughs> they're in they're in the thick of it. Okay. Pretty badly. Baker shaved his mustache because he says that after losing to Denver, he doesn't deserve a handlebar mustache. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) He looked like wrecked after that game. Yeah, that's become a meme now. He looked like his. He looked like all life left his body. He looked like a ghost on the podium, dude. It looked like I do when my seasonal depression kicks in. Right. You like, look like uh, you look like you belong on an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, I look like the fucking hobos that were hanging outside Patty Pubs in that one episode of Sunny in <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my god! All right, so the obvious. Okay, so the Browns lost to Denver. They lost to Brandon Allen, who hasn't taken a taken. Not, token's not a word. Taken a meaningful snap in like five years. They lose to Denver. Their defense can't stop Philip Lindsay. Cortland Sutton absolutely mosses Denzel Ward in the end zone. That's sick. Because Denzel Ward is a small corner. I also really like. I'm Cortland sorry, Sutton. he's small. Um, I really like Cortland Sutton. Cortland, I've I asked Court. I was on Cortland Sutton out of college. I, I was like, he is a baller. Like yeah. he is. If he gets a good quarterback, he is. He can be like Aww. top fifteen court receiver in the NFL. Maybe he is. Get, I was so high on him. Maybe he'll that was, just go to free he should have been. That should have been in our uh, first first fad pod mock draft or whatever off season. It might have been in our first fad pod mock draft. I it might have so. been. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I was so high on him. Yeah. I loved Cortland Sutton out of college. I th- I'm pretty sure you said at you one of. Because we really liked Denver's draft that year. Was that the Bradley Chubb year? Was it that Bradley, was the Bradley, Bradley Chubb year. Bradley Chubb, Corton Sutton, and a bunch of other players. They had Fumagalli, too, which I really like, which they don't play. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, Cleveland loses. Um, they don't throw the ball to Odell, despite him being wide open was on it? fourth down and four. Uh, they go for a fourth down on fourth down and one, and Baker tries to do the outside tackle QB sneak. And he's six feet tall, and he's short. Not short as in just stature. He's short as in the yard to gain was short. I understand that, and I work with a lot of Browns fans, and I like that I work with a lot of Browns fans, not because they're Browns fans, because I hate Browns fans, but because they're like, it's like a wide breadth. Like they all are on different like Spectrum. spectrums as to what is wrong. There are some that are in the spectrum of trade Odell Beckham Jr., we didn't need him. He hasn't helped. He's not doing anything. Why do we have him? Uh, there are other people that are like, you know what? Baker sucks. He just sucks. He's not good. Like, he was a one-hit wonder. He isn't seeing the field. He's too cocky for his own good. He can't be. He's not coachable, blah, blah, blah. There's people that are saying that. And then, obviously, the vast majority 
are people that say the only issues with Cleveland are coaching and offensive line. That's it. I'm not trying to say Freddie Kitchens isn't a problem because clearly he's a problem. I just want to specifically talk about the offensive line part. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Such a big deal. Such a big deal. But, like, the, if, if this deal, this deal has a rich library that smells of mahogany. Like, that's how big of a yeah. deal. If this, if this deal is tall, it's taller than Baker okay. Mayfield. Okay. My thing is, go back just the last six years. Yeah. Right? Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. Okay. What were the problems with Indianapolis? Horrible offensive line. Horrible. And he had a and he had a defensive minded head coach, right? They went eleven and five, eleven and five, eleven and five. Deshaun Watson, literally since he's been in the NFL, what's been the problem? Offensive line. They're gonna win the division again this year. Despite going and getting Laramie Tunsil, which didn't matter, because now guess what? He's hurt. Now he's not playing. Offensive line still sucks. Go back. Not as much this year, but like the two years passed with Russell Wilson. Terrible offensive line. Worst record he's ever had, 9-7. and seven. At some point, like with offensive line issues, even like Tom Brady this year, his offensive line is awful this year. It's terrible. Yeah, but Tom Brady has the skill set. Yeah. He throws this, the ball in two seconds. That's the thing. Yeah, this, well, he does throw the ball in two seconds. But what I'm saying is, at some point, you can't just keep saying, oh, it... it you know, it it's none of this can be on. It's not none of it's Baker's fault. Because like we watched Deshaun win, we watched Russell win, we watched Andrew win with god awful offensive lines. Yeah, but Baker's not that kind of quarterback. Yeah, he never was. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We, is it's that, not it's not I I know there's three of them. Well, there was three of them last year. Yeah. But it's almost like not fair to compare anybody to Well, no, that's players. what I'm saying, is that like we need to kinda a lot of people needed to adjust their opinions on Baker and adjust their expectations on Baker. I'm not saying that Baker can never be that kind of quarterback either, but right now he's not. Right. He needs him, and it's obvious that he and Sam Darnold need a lot of help. Need, they, they need help. Like Sam Darnold more than him. You know who I would compare Sam him Darnold to? Has gotten help, and he still fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah, that offensive line is still bad too. It's the, yeah, theirs is really bad. Too. Who are you going to compare him to? I would compare him to Matt Ryan. That's a really good comparison. Just like he, if you give him, if you give him the line and the weapons, he's gonna he's gonna do wonders for you. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, win fourteen games a season. Yeah, like, but until until you get that, you know, he's mm-hmm. one in seven, like. Mm-hmm. Two and seven. I just want. I just don't want there to be this, like everyone just kind of sweeps Baker, you know, kind of underneath the. Oh well, Freddie Kitchens sucks and the offensive line's bad. Like even when I saw something earlier, even when Baker is not pressured, he's still the worst. He has the worst quarterback rating in the league, even when he's not being pressured. Which can either mean one of two things. It either means that the pressure that he does get has affected him so badly that he kind of does the Sam Darnold thing where he sees ghosts and he's just like being timid in the pocket or he's just misreading plays and missing people. And obviously like Odell has 
not played well this year. He has a couple of big drops. I think the, the other receivers they have have not played well. There's a huge discipline problem in this team too, and that that that, that plays into that. Where you, there's probably like I guarantee you, there's missed routes. You have, you have players dropping the ball. You have Baker himself running a little undisciplined. You have penalties out the ass. Even on defense too, mm-hmm. they have I, a lot of penalties on defense. It, it's discipline problem. I like Odell. I'm a big Odell supporter. Don't fucking complain that you're not getting the ball when you didn't show up till fucking one training camp. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Thank you for saying that, because man, when I say it, people are like, oh, you just hate Odell. No, show up to training camp. You're on a new team that, in a weird kind of way, didn't really necessarily need you. Honestly, there are a laundry list of teams that could need that need Odell more than the Browns did last year. I can name. Probably 10 teams that needed him more than, like, the Browns did, right? So, like, show up to training camp. I'm sorry. It's a big deal. It is a huge deal, especially because he showed up to training camp and got hurt immediately. Showed up and immediately had a hip injury. That's more like you should be... uh... Right, so he was limited all training camp while, while he was there. But, man, he could go off and do those fancy... You know, as he's jogging in the end zone, he could do them fancy one-handed catches as he's running at quarter speed. I just, oh. and then the shoe thing that him and Landry did. Oh, whatever. No, it's it's not isolated. It's no big deal. The problem with it is, is now this is the third time that Odell has done something apparel-related that it it's either apparent that like this happens all the time with him. No, with. A bunch of players. No, no, this is a this is a fucking thing. I I, I knew I was gonna have to come in here and like do this. Um, no, this happens all the time to players. They they and listen to any of them talk about about like they're they're very strict on what they want. Like they they were getting players or having their socks pulled too high. Like this happens all the time. The only reason you hear hearing about it is because it's fucking Odell Beckham Jr. This is the only reason you're hearing about it. And plus, he does go a little bit extra with it. But this happens all the time. I just I just find it concerning it, when it's happened, like, three times in one season. Like, at this point, are you, either, are you more interested in trying to stick it to the NFL than, like, just not doing that? And plus, the other thing is he kind of, like, dragged Jarvis Landry into it. I don't think he had to drag Jarvis. Landry. I don't think he dragged. Well, I, that was yeah, not drag Jarvis. I mean, they're Jarvis and Odell are best friends, right? They so they like, decided to it's, do it's, it together. Yeah, it's not like they. It's not, it's not like they probably. And you know what? The the fucking cleat rule is so fucking weird and, with that. It has to be like two colors. They have to be two specific colors, and they have they're like they're incredibly strict on what you can have on your. Fucking I didn't cleats. even really think Jarvis's cleats were that bad. No, Odell's were worse. They were just but gold. Either like, way. They should be allowed to wear them. I don't think it should fucking matter what you have on your fucking it's, cleats. I, I don't think Why it, does it matter? I don't think it should matter either. I don't think it should matter. There should, what there should I'm be saying two is, things that a player should be allowed to to like have for themselves. And it's their cleats and probably their visor too. Or like the two things that they should be able to fuck around with themselves. The NFL is still stuck in this in this, you know, one unit mm-hmm. thing where the, the, that doesn't exist anymore. Individual personalities are way bigger in the NFL than they've ever been before. And the NFL needs to start embracing that. This is not going to be the end of that. And Odell's not going to be the only one who runs into trouble with this. Players should be allowed to do this. They should be allowed to wear whatever dumb fucking cleats they want. I agree with you until that becomes a thing. 
until it's not a thing, obey the rules. Sorry, it's a rule. How are you going to get the rule changed? Like, I don't know how any rule gets changed in the NFL. Yeah, we break bitch it over we, and over again. We bitch about it on Twitter until they change it. You don't, you don't, get, you don't get the inclination to, b- to bitch about it until somebody starts breaking it. I, I, w- I personally would have never looked into any of this. I would have never looked into uh, uniform violations by players. I would have never looked into the specifics of, of the cleats and their socks, and all that shit. I would have never done the research on this if Odo Beckham Jr. didn't do that. I also think there's a difference between all, like, some of the, like, wardrobe, I don't even say wardrobe, but some of the, like, equipment, like, infractions that the NFL has enforced have been, like, really obscure ones. Yeah. Like, ones that the players, it would make sense that the player wouldn't know that that's a thing. Odell wore bright white shoes with the Joker's face on them. And then acted shocked when they asked him at halftime, like, hey, change your shoes. He was like, oh, well, I didn't know that was a thing. You're the only person that's wearing white shoes with the Joker's face on them. And this is the third time you've done it this year. Like, that's the thing. If it was just, I agree with you that the NFL players should just be able to do, to wear whatever cleats you want, wear whatever visor you want. That's fine. I don't care. Wear friggin' eye paint that looks like bright neon. I don't care as long as you're allowed to do it. Because if you're not allowed to do it, then don't do it. Especially when your team is two and eight or two and six, and you're the only person on the team doing it. Well, that doesn't fucking matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter what your record is. Yes, it does because no, it I makes see. you feel. It makes it look like that's more important. That's it's, what it happens. The the optics of it don't look good. Yeah, sure, the optics of but but in the in, in the in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter a fucking bit. The and the only the only thing that's for the optics of it is shit that's manufactured by people. That that all the all the entire optics of that is just manufactured. It, it doesn't actually mean anything. It has no meaning to how they're doing. It's not like he spent. It's not like he spent time that he probably would have spent practicing to get these cleats. I guarantee you, he didn't. No, it doesn't work like that. So why? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't actually matter. Their optics are already in the shitter anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. That's true. None of that matters. It's a completely separate issue from their record. I understand it, it is a separate issue from the record because it's not affecting the record. Right, but it has nothing to do with it. When people look at like, okay, the Browns are two and five going into the game, they were two and five. Right, and like the difference between like the Browns last week and the Chargers, like Chargers season on the brink. They need to win this game. They need to win this game if they have any shot. Right. Yeah. Against a much better team than the Denver Broncos are. Right. Against the Packers. Yeah. And the Chargers come out, and they win. They basically dominated from whistle to whistle, mostly, right? The Browns come out in the exact same situation, right? Exact same spot. Obviously, Nick Wright mentioned it on first and first. Like, obviously, the Browns aren't assuming the Ravens are going to beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah. So no they're kidding. thinking to themselves, okay, if we win, we're 3-5. and five. The Ravens lose. They're 5-3. and three. We've already beaten them once. Right. You have a chance. We have a shot. Yeah. And you come out and just absolutely just play, just lay an absolute egg. Yeah, just garbage football. Just garbage football for basically 45 minutes. Yeah. You go down into the red zone five times and kick how many field goals? Four? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the heck they were yeah, in the red zone. Goals. It was awful. Against Denver. Yeah. And I don't want to hear how hard it is playing a mile high. I don't care. It's week 10. It's week 9. You should run the ball more. By week 9, you're, you're, you're good. You're ready. Yeah. Like Corey says it all the time. Playing in, in Denver in September is real hard. Playing in Denver in November is not as hard. And plus, it was nice. 
It wasn't like snowy or cold or windy. It was like a normal day. And they just come out and just lay an absolute egg. And after the game is over, people have to go up to Odell and not ask him about the game. They have to ask him about his shoes. Whose fault's that? Odell's for wearing the shoes. No. If you don't want to get asked questions about it, then don't do it. Because he got annoyed when they asked him. He's like, oh, yeah. well, I didn't know that was a thing. Then don't wear them. <laughs> you're, you're imposing this on yourself. He's doing it to himself. That's always been my thing with Odell, is he does it to himself. He does. Barely. I. The meme of the kid on the bike with the stick. Yeah. He's literally that meme. He, he goes on LeBron's show, The Shop. It's like, man, I, I really wish that, you know, people would kind of leave me alone in public and stuff. And then you watch how he dresses in public, and he dresses like he's going to the Met Gala every day. Yeah, who cares? And he has crazy hair. You're doing it to yourself! He got rid You're of You're poking the stick through the bike spokes. I, I, I refuse. He, did get, through, he get, did get rid of the hair, though, which I, I like. I, I like how he got rid of the hair. I that on him. I miss the hair. I'm just really... I just... God, like... I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're like the, the one of the most popular superstars in the NFL ever. Ever, ever. He is the most. Yeah. Outside of quarterback, like he people is the are gonna, single like, most. Like, people are going to ask you questions. Whatever you do is going to catch attention. But, like, why is the attention being caught? It's not him bringing the attention to himself. It's the media bringing attention to him. It's people bringing attention to him. It's people putting their attention on him. Players do eccentric, weird fucking shit all the time. But they're not Odell Beckham Jr., so they don't get that kind of attention. Von Miller is one of the weirdest people ever. Yeah. And he gets attention, but it's not like... Not, not that kind of attention. It's not like you, you, like... it's not just you do something, and then, oh, but you're, like, you know... Because Von it's Miller's not, not as marketable as Odell. Right. Like, because... Because, of course, people are going to tune into the fucking sports talk show if they're talking about Odell again, because it's Odell Beckham Jr. It's what happens. So, of course, the media is going to dig at him, but you can't entirely blame it on him. You can't say that he's asking for it. He's not asking for it. He's if it's if it bothers him so much, then he shouldn't come out. Then he shouldn't take the fine. He shouldn't do the things that are causing. He shouldn't do the things that are causing it. Then and he should walk up to the podium and be like, "I'm just doing this so I can't get so I don't get fined." I got an important question <laughs> that I pull just pull that shit. That yeah, I, pull pull more shot. That I just kind of <laughs> thought about. What's that? Is anybody keeping track of our weekly pick'em? Records. Uh oh. Oh, Kuiper, you're supposed to do that. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, there's been weeks where I get two right. selections, and then I gotta go. Oh, well, just give me the favorites. Okay, well, let me just dig that up. I never real said, quick. I never said give me the favorites. Yeah, that was that was just well, Matt mad. did that, and then yeah, just like no, no, literally pull it from my predictions. A yeah. file you could just access. I think Corey messaged me once and said, "Just give me who I took." I think it was week one or two. Yeah, and I, you said just give me whoever I took in week it was, one or it two. It was week one. Yeah, like my my projections from week one isn't going to change. I think know. what I think what's more, the weekly pick'em is fun, but we don't have money riding on the weekly pick'em. I think it's much more interesting how we do. I want to look at mine real fast because I have it on my phone. Oh God, how piss poor! Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's. I think I think I'm I'm good with uh. With San Fran right now, for sure. Yeah, I have San Fran at ten and six. I just don't have them making playoffs. I, I have San Fran at eleven and five. Oh yeah, but making the playoffs doesn't factor in at all. Yeah, we're talking, it's just what their it's, record it's, it's is. It's just raw records for us, right. which uh, plays into your favor okay, in that regard. So, I should have stuck to my guns with Cincinnati, man. All right. I had them at like 
two and fourteen. I bumped them up to like six wins because I wanted to be nice. I shouldn't have done it. I have them. Should have stuck to my guns, man. I have them at three wins. That's probably what's going to happen. Okay, so for the NFC West, I got Seattle winning at eleven and five, uh, Rams at ten and six, San Fran at nine and seven, and Arizona at five and eleven. So that's looking pretty good. Besides the Rams, yeah. Besides, well, no, the Rams could win nine games. Yeah, you can just flip. Yes, you just Rams. Flip San, yeah, Rams at San Fran, and we'd be yeah. fine. Yeah, okay. Um, ooh, got Falcons at nine and seven. Oh yeah. Oh boy. So do I, though. I think I got the Falcons really low. I think you no, know, I, I think I put the Falcons at ten and six. I got Tampa ooh. Bay at six and ten. I got Carolina at seven and nine. I got the Saints at twelve and four. You might be low on the Saints. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Honestly, Christ. you might be low on the Saints. They might only lose once for the rest of the season. Got Green Bay at eleven and five. That's probably about accurate. That's I probably got, end up I got Chicago nine seven. Ooh. I got Vikings at seven and nine. Might, might need to flip those two. Yeah, I got Detroit eight and eight. And that might be right for the trade. Or as you know, Detroit might be a seven and nine team this year. Cowboys I got nine, six and one. Philadelphia. <sighs> the tie. Nine, six and one. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that shit the god gi- damn it giants 10 and 6 Woo! Oh, there's the cory not gonna win the nfc east nope washington 5 and 11 Corey, you're gonna be shucking over some money for the <laughs> nfc east my friend you're you're gonna be uh you'll be fucked okay so chiefs you got a 10 6 denver oh you got denver at 10 and 6 Ooh. <laughs> oh I got Chargers at eight and eight. Okay. That might be close. That might right. be close. And I got the Raiders at three and thirteen. Ooh. So yeah, I, I just need that. them to stop winning. And they got the Raiders at five wins, which is that's still going to be wrong. I probably eight and eight. I'm not going to read mine, but I do know for a fact that I have Tampa winning only two games. And for the first month of the year, I was because they were two and two. I was big nervous. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, they haven't won since. I'm like, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it dead on. Do you think they're not going to win a game for the rest of the year? <laughs> Who are they going to beat? Who are they going to beat? They've already played all the teams they could have beaten. Themselves Falcons. for the next seven weeks? <laughs> no, Matt Ryan will come back and beat them or something. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of need that to happen, honestly. You, I you loved Tampa Bay for the first power rankings. I did. I Because, dude, for the first month, like... They played really good. I got baited in, man. Everybody's still running the ball on them, and Jameis wasn't turning the ball over. Yeah, everyone tried to run the ball on them, and they were like, nope. And then same old Jameis popped up. Right on cue. Right after, literally right after you said on an episode. Yep. He's not turning the ball over a lot. Immediately turns the ball over six times against Carolina. Out comes Samus Jameis. (laughs) Yeah. Out throwing fucking garbage. Samus Jameis. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Here he is. Throwing, throwing balls into the pit, into the loving, caressing hands of a corner yeah. over and over and over again. That's right. He's throwing the ball to Mike Evans a lot. I appreciate it on my fantasy yeah, team. He should be throwing the ball to Mike Evans a lot. Why wouldn't you throw the ball to Mike Evans a lot? You have to. It's Mike Evans. Okay. He's so good. So Chris Goblin's great, too. There's a bad... I got a bad one, I think, in the AFC South. I got the Colts at 8-8. Eight and eight. I got the Texans at 6-10. and 10. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a bad one. I got Jacksonville at 9-7. and seven. And I got Tennessee at five and eleven. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose big on te- on the Texans too. God damn it, Andrew Luck. We made these rank. Oh no, we we adjusted them. 
after Andrew Luck retired. I remembered that. Yes. Because it happened prior to us doing the AFC South. Right. I think I saw the I still think I saw the Colts at nine and seven. Yeah, I did I didn't and then, I only changed like maybe one or two games. Yeah, I only changed two games. I think I dropped them down a lot. I think I dropped them from like twelve wins to like eight. Yeah, I think I had them going eleven and five because of the meme. And then I dropped them down to nine, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, and the, I think I had the Texans. Uh oh. Steelers I had ten and six. Um, Baltimore, I had at eight and eight with a wild card team. We all had Baltimore at eight and eight, I think. Uh, yeah. Since he had five and eleven, and Browns, I had eight and eight. Art, that's going to be the worst one for all of us. Is the AFC? Oh yeah, because the Steelers yeah. mainly. Yeah, that's going to be bad. The Steelers and the, the Browns and the Browns. Yeah, yeah. the Browns. Yeah, we, we were all like time. biting the height. I think I had the Browns at like ten wins. Ugh. I think I had the Browns finishing, like, losing their last four games and dropping under 500. Yeah. Fuck. But, Uh-oh. I had the Patriots at 13-3, and three, but I had them winning the first nine games. They won the first eight games. Damn. Oh, that's really good. Uh, Jets at 7-9. and nine. Miami at 3-13. That might be accurate. Bills, I have 5-11, and 11, so I need them to stop winning. I don't think they will, but they're, they're at least got a couple of three more in them. I like the build. I like Devlin Singletary a lot, by the way. I think he's been when they actually utilize him, he's not hurt. He's been great. So outside like a few outliers in the AFC North, it's not that bad. No, you're not you're not doing too bad so far. The ones I think I feel like the ones that are your outliers are gonna be all of our outliers. Right. Like we all missed on the Texans because we all thought they were gonna be trash. All missed on Cleveland. All we all missed on Cleveland. At least in some varying way. Uh, we all missed on Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, even if Pittsburgh wins like nine games, yeah, that, that's not going to be it's, bad. It, it's still a miss. I mean, because Pittsburgh could still win nine games. Yeah. Um, They're not doing horrible. Just we still got a game against Cincy. We got a game against the Jets. Um, those are probably two wins. Um, at I'll say at best we'll split with Cleveland. If Cleveland doesn't beat us once, I'd be shocked because of how. BB gun ask our offenses. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, Defense turns the ball over a lot, and the offense doesn't do anything with it. Yeah, Um, that's going to be such a sloppy, bad game. Which game were you going to go see? You weren't at the the Pittsburgh Miami Mm -mm. game. I was going to go to the. Oh man, I was going to go to the Miami Pittsburgh game too for my birthday. And man, when we were down fourteen nothing, I was like, man, they were all right. My mom will lose to Miami on my birthday. (laughs) Um, So that's what. That's three wins. And they still have the Rams this week. Not going to beat the Rams. Um, Arizona, like a coin flip game, I guess. And then the Buffalo game will be, that's going to be an interesting, that's going to be another like sloppy, gross, Mm -hmm. like nine to six game. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's, I mean, we're at the very, at the worst, they're going to go seven and nine. I think at this point, having won four games now. I think the worst you go is seven and nine, which is not bad for losing Ben Roethlisberger and Stefan to it and basically James Conner because James Conner hasn't played a lot this year. Um, that wouldn't be too bad. I think I had them the highest out of anybody at 11 and five. I'll take if they go seven and nine. I'll take that. If I put them at 11 and five, I'll take four. I'll take four dollars off of that. Our, and our AFC Norths are all going to be so bad. Our, our AFC Easts are going to be bad, too, because I was really high on the Jets. I think I had them like 9-7, and seven, which is a 
an eight. And Big eight. oof. I, don't know. I have to look at yeah. my stuff. I think I, I, I thought all of us had them at seven and nine. The Jets? Yeah. I might have. Bless you. Those seven, nine, or eight, and eight. I don't remember which. I'm curious. I, I got to pull it up now. I don't have my app on my phone. I'm too. I'm too so I have. Stuff. I have yours in front of me. Yeah, I hard. could actually pull it up. How long yeah. have we been going, by the way? Uh, hour and a half. So I need to do we're, your. Uh, we're, we're on brand. Yeah. Do shade of the week and uh, picks after. This. We had a shade of the week put in our group chat. That was excellent. What was it? I was gonna pick it. Matt shared it. I thought. Yeah. Matt, Rather, Matt or you? XFL. Uh, well, the XFL. Yes. Yeah. That's it. The XFL thing. They well, said. Uh, they. Uh, they congratulated Miami on winning, and they wanted to insult the Jets, but most of the players are probably going to be playing in the XFL next year. So Yeah. That's the <coughs> shade of the week. <laughs> that was it. Um, I have to... I'm just going to let Corey... I have to start Kyle Rudolph in fantasy this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it. Because Zach Ertz isn't playing. I got to play Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph has averaged like six points a game. Maybe less. But Adam Thielen may not play. So Ooh, maybe so one maybe one red zone tutty. Did we did we tell you that the first person that loses to you is getting a wedgie in Liga? No one's going to lose to me. I play you week 12. I have Tyler Lockett and Barkley on by with T.Y. Hilton still injured. Yeah, but my dude, my team is awful. Yeah, what am I gonna do without? I'm starting. I have Tyler I have, Lockett, who's been single-handedly winning me games. Can I just say that I picked up? I got Matt Ryan in a trade, and the week I got him, he immediately got hurt. And then I picked up Jacoby Brissett, and then he got hurt. My, I don't know. I'm like the Warriors this year of Liga. Like my team, everybody I touch just falls off a cliff. In yeah, Liga. I looked at thinking. Yeah, just real quick. Sidebar: I haven't been. T- I don't really pay much attention to the early season of the NBA, but I looked at like a little placard of the Warriors starting lineup one week, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no!" I don't recognize anybody. <laughs> I think that's guys. I think that's the game that they won too. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Their uh, their good luck abilities on a massive cooldown. Um. Anyway, let's get to uh, the lines. Yeah, hit me up. Um, these are supplied by ESPN, the pigskin pick em game. Um, I hate them. I, I hate all these I lines. Hate lines. I hate speak. most of them. Um, start with Thursday night, which is going to be a good game. People don't think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Um, the Chargers and the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are getting one and one point one and a half. So basically, a, just how a, good of a game it is. That's how good of a close of a game it's going to be. Yeah. Falcons at Saints. Man. Is that the 14.1? Matt Schaub playing? I don't know. I don't know. No, on, on ESPN, the Falcons are only getting 12 and a half. Oh, okay. Um, doesn't matter. Take the Saints. Um, 14 and a half. Uh, 12 and a half, I take the Saints, yeah. I think. Um, Buffalo at Cleveland. Buffalo is the underdog. They're getting two and a half. The Lions at the Bears. The Lions are also the underdog in that game. They're getting two and a half. Ravens at the Bengals. I have still not lost a Bengals side bet all year. I am 8-0 picking the Bengals. Picking for them or against them. Didn't matter what I, what side I pick. I'm, I've not lost. Um, playing the Ravens. Uh, Ryan uh, Is it Ryan Findlay? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Uh, new quarterback for the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are getting 9.5. 
Chiefs at Titans. AJ Green back this week. AJ Green, yes. AJ Green also back this week. Fun. Chiefs Titans. Oh, this line was, I'm imagining, presented prior to the Chiefs announcing Pat was going to play because the Titans are only getting three and a half. So, yeah. The Battle of New York happens this year. Giants and Jets. Yep. Um, this The road game for the Giants. Um, the Jets are getting two and a half. Uh, Cardinals at Buccaneers. The Cardinals are getting four and a half. Uh, Dolphins at the Colts. The Dolphins are getting ten and a half. Panthers at Packers. A really good game. Uh, the Panthers are getting five and a half. Uh, Rams at the Steelers. The Steelers are getting three and a half. Uh, primetime game. Vikings, Cowboys. Vikings getting two and a half. And then finally, of course, the big Monday night game. Seattle at San Francisco. Seattle is getting... Six and a half. So almost a touchdown. Um, There's only a couple I the like. The only game I like on here is, is the Chiefs minus three and a half. Yep. I like the Vikings. You like the Vikings? Yeah. Fun one. Bengals. Bengals plus nine and a half? Yep. Back when they first played a couple of weeks ago, the line was like 11 and a half. Yep. And I took it. Like I took the Bengals plus 11 and a half and I covered um, this game is for some reason less than that. Um, I'm imagining people are thinking that the Ravens are going to come off the emotional win against the Patriots kind of flat. And plus, I mean, the Ravens don't know what the Bengals are going to do with Ryan Finley. And A.J. Green's return. And A.J. Green coming deal. back. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I don't think they'll win that game, but I think they will. Lions come plus two and a half. It's easy. Like it, The Lions and the Bears are such similar teams, except the Lions have Matt Stafford. Like the, the, I can't imagine a universe where the Lions don't win this game. Right. It, like what? What teams. positive momentum do the Bears have? None. Literally none. They're in, they're in the dumpster right now as far as momentum goes. The, I don't. I don't think the Lions. The Lions have not been great the last month. No, but like, like I said, they're like the same fucking team. They're like the same fucking team, except the Lions have Matt Stafford, and the Bears have Mitchell Trubisky. I like the Colts minus ten and a half too. That's a even, lot. Even though no no no, even though they have Brian Hoyer, here's the reason why. Even though they have Brian Hoyer, um, the Dolphins, for what it's worth, lost their starting running back and their starting receiver. And obviously, they won a game last week, so Brian Flores is gonna just be like, "Hey, you guys, let's calm down a little. Let's bit. calm down a little bit. <laughs> they calm way down. We're, we're, it's, and plus, the Colts are gonna be." So Super pissed off about how they lost that game. Right. So I'm I'm thinking the Colts might have still 10 surprised. Uh, I mean, even it wasn't his fault, I'm still surprised that Terry's on the team. I think they're just gonna let him stay. That kick wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. It was a snapper's fault. They always say that three points, um, in most bets. I don't know. If, I don't know if ESPN does it this way. If if you're thinking that the teams are pretty even, you give the three points to the home team. Is most of the time yeah. what what they do. Um, if you think the road team's just slightly better than the home team, that's when you get lines like the two and a half that you're getting. Yeah. The fact that the Steelers are only getting three and a half against the Rams, it's weird. Is really weird to me. Like I like I kind of what wanna... have you seen from the Steelers offensively that makes you think that game is going to be close down the stretch. 
Like, you could say that, oh, well, the Steelers' defense is going to keep it close. The Steelers' defense kept it close against San Fran and Seattle. Neither of those teams have Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. Right. Or, like, Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? Like, love Cooper coming Cup. off the bye. Coming off of a bye week, yeah. Like, <coughs> I'd take the Rams in that. I am. <laughs> yeah. I have it. I have the Rams minus three and a half. Yeah. That's, that's not enough points. That's not enough points. What do you What do you think about the Seattle San Fran line? I find it fascinating. I do not want to touch it. Oh, I'm not touching that game at all. I just think it's fascinating it that fascinating. that they think that the 49ers are a touchdown better than Seattle when Seattle has actually been a better road team than a home team. Yep, and all other games have been like field goal. Yeah, or like or or single touchdown. But the only game they got really blown out in was New Orleans. Right, that was the only one. The Baltimore game got out of hand late, but Baltimore just pushed them around all game long. Yeah, like that was the type of game where like, which I feel like is a lot of the time with Baltimore. Which by the way, we didn't even talk about Baltimore beating New England. Does it matter? Yeah. No. Yeah. You're wrong. No, 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 not not for the Patriots. It matters for Baltimore. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's a big deal for them. I think it's a big deal for the momentum that they've already had. And I think it, it, it is either going to accelerate the momentum to unrealistic heights or it is going to make them peter out for a couple weeks because they're just spent on their energy trying to beat the New England Patriots. And then they'll come back and be fine. It's an interesting reason to pick Cincinnati plus nine and a half. Right. I'm, pick, I, I, I'm doing it. Cincinnati nine and that's, a half. That's, uh, you always kind of take those, you know, Coming off a big emotional win, you're playing a divisional opponent, they had a bye week, they're starting a new quarterback, you have no idea what you're going to get. Right, I think there's a lot of factors that just make it a weird game. I think Baltimore wins. Yep, but probably... Like, it's one of those games where they win, like, 17-10. to Right, that's what what I'm thinking, like, they'll win by a touchdown. Like, Cincinnati jumps out to 10 points really fast, like, first two drives, like, field goal touchdown. People are like, holy shit, Ryan Finley, what the hell? And then slowly, Baltimore gets back into the game, and they, like, you know, Cincinnati never crosses the fifty for the rest of the game. Yep, and then they just get uh, and then yeah, Baltimore just score like two touchdowns. And then... Also, I had to convince Corey that the Saints minus in most books it's minus fourteen, but I had to. It was like I was like Corey, you do realize you're going to beat Atlanta by like twenty, right? And he was like, "Well, is this the home game?" I'm like, Corey, Corey, <laughs> please. <laughs> I know you have PTSD from this, Atlanta. This isn't the Bucks. Which for some reason. Once. This isn't Marquise Colson gonna fumble the ball in overtime. Yeah. Right. Oh, or the game. I remember when Drew Brees had that active touchdown streak going for touchdowns in a game. And I was at Corey's house and we were watching the Saints play the Falcons. It was a primetime game. I don't it wasn't Sunday night. It was either Monday night or Thursday night. I don't remember. And I can't remember what his name was, but a player for the Saints dropped a touchdown in the end zone, and it was the only time Drew Brees had a shot to throw a touchdown in the game, and it broke his streak. And I was so mad. Like, I was so mad at that player. I can't remember who it was. Was it Ted Ginn? It was not Ted Ginn. This was year- <laughs> This was back in, like, the Marquise Colston. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah. Like, whoever the hell else you guys had Devery Henderson for a while when you won the Super Bowl. It was like like a couple years after they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Maybe like two or three years after they won the Super Bowl. I was so mad. I can't, I can't remember who the player was, but I was so mad at him. It was, I think his last name was Moore. Was it, it wasn't Lance Moore, was it? It was Lance Moore! It was Lance Moore. That's who it was. 
He dropped the title. I'll never forget. If Lance Moore, if you're ever listening to this, I will never forget. I'm not even the Saints fan on this podcast. <laughs> and I will never forgive you for breaking Drew Brees' touchdown streak. Because it'd still be going. It would literally still be going. Mm-hmm. You know what else is still going? Hmm. Our Twitter account. You can follow us at twitter.com slash FADPOD for big old updates. Uh, Corey does a pretty good job. Posts previews for the episodes up on there now. Those have been pretty spicy and fun. I always pick out like what I think is one of the funnier clips from the episode and throw it up on there with, with some music in the background. Sometimes I fuck it up and post it anyway. Whoops. My bad. <laughs> <clears throat> music made by Corey. Yep. He does a great job. Corey, Corey knows how to make a theme. He he made he made that uh, soundtrack, uh, not soundtrack. He made that track when he was. Give me some random obscure activity that you were doing that you probably weren't doing when you made it. Masturbating. I, That's the obvious one. You know, I I kind of knew you were gonna go that route. I was I was I was running track. I was hoping you. I, I was gonna pass it off to you, and you were just gonna lay it up well, rather it than treadmill. just smash it off the backboard well, the other I was, way. Well, I was choking the chicken. Then he was. I was running on a treadmill. Running on a treadmill. <laughs> See, I like that answer. <laughs> running on a treadmill. I was. I was drinking a vanilla coke. <laughs> you know. Yeah. While I was taking the kids to the pool. Oh shit! You were pooping. Yep. Pooping, drinking vanilla coke. Laptop on lap. Making the beat. There you go. That's it. That's the move. You know what else is the move? Listening to John Mayer. Yeah. You know what else is the move? Your body is a wonderland. God damn it, Corey, ruining my segue. Go to (laughs) patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D and give us some money! We have a brand new tier that you you get to have conversations with Corey on Twitter. Every month for $50. That's right. Do it. Do it. It'll be fun. Corey's fun to conversate with. That's why he's on this podcast. That's why I said everything this episode. (laughs) <laughs> there wasn't a second that I wasn't just staring at my phone playing mindless phone games. <laughs> not a not a single second. Have you been have you succumbed to gotcha games? Um I I've been I'm going to give you the real I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the real answer. I've been I've been struggling with my anxiety pretty hard lately. Okay. It helps me meditate and just keep my mind All right. focused. That's, That's very fa- good. That's, That's fair. That's, that's, if that's it works, really it works, man. Absolutely. You do you. What are you playing, by chance? Can we plug it? Can two they dot, sponsor us? Two dots. All right. Two, yeah, two dots. Yeah. How I do you, have no idea what that is. It's right. this game where you connect the dots. And oh, then, very good. Yeah. <laughs> and you connect the dots. You connect the dots from there. That was very good. That was I'm very a, good. I'm a regular Don Draper. That's it. He's the man. Also, we have a Facebook, but, like, why the fuck are you still going there? Have you listened to Mark Zuckerberg's testimony at Congress? Are you still using Facebook? Have you checked our Facebook page since football season started? We haven't posted on it since the start of the season. That's why. Facebook sucks. Get off Facebook, you fucking boomer. Good. Oh, can we not? Can we not go down that road? <laughs> that's been, that's, that is a tumultuous... We're, we're really encapsulating what is it, uh, currently going on in this country right now. Yep. With the boomer comment. Oh, it's so funny. Don't let age get confused with the real battle, which is with the wealthy. Yep. That's it. That's it. With that, goodbye. I love you. Also, Matt wasn't here this episode, if you're just tuning in. Yeah. If you skipped ahead. Why why would you? (laughs) (laughs) Matt wasn't here? Are you fucking kidding me? I said you have to do the classic. Oh, you did? I I don't care. That was funnier.
Okay. That was funnier. Can't you, believe Matt wasn't here. It's crazy, right? 